Welcome, Mr. Bacchus. Um, Glad you, to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about your career and what you do for a living? Um, I am a commercial real estate developer and investor and developer. So I've been doing it since I got out of college. Okay. And what are the parts of your job that you love most and what's like the most challenging part about it? You know, I think the part that I love most is there's always something new to figure out. It's, it, you know, for you guys that, that haven't maybe been in it, there's a lot of creativity that can go into putting projects together. There's a lot of um, trying to see something that's not obvious or to identify a trend that, um, you know, you can ride for a while and, and um, you know, um, and seeing that, you know, after you've done something or envisioned something in your mind that, uh, hey, you know, a year or two years later, there's a concrete building or a, or a you know, development or something that, um, you know, wasn't there when you started. So yeah. stuff I don't like the most, you know, managing people, the bigger you get, the more people you have to manage. That's, you know, kind of not as much fun as, uh, you know, doing projects. So. Mm -hmm. So, um, what looking back, like when you were younger, what led you to become what you, like? What led you to become what you are? So, when I was your guys' age, I grew up in a little town in central Missouri. So it was like the oldest of nine kids. I worked. My dad owned a gas station. So a lot different life than you know what we all have here today. Um, I uh, was the first one in my family to go to college. First one through my extended family to go to college. So, you know, like, unlike you guys, there was no mentors. It was your kind of figured out on your own. So I was lucky enough in high school to start hanging out with some guys that, um, uh, they were, they actually went to the other, I went to the public high school and they went to the, to the uh, Catholic high school. So they, they all were going to go to the university of Missouri. And so I was like, well, these guys are going well, I'm going to go too. So, <laughs> So I originally thought I'd probably, you know, might be a lawyer. And then I decided to go into business school instead. And the big thing that kind of, you know, changed or really kind of created my whole career or started my whole career was I had taken a, um, cause I didn't really know what I was going to do when I got out. I mean, I was taking these business classes and, and, um, you know, the jobs that were, you know, coming to campus were like, working for a bank or if you had really good grades, maybe you could go to get a job with IBM selling computers or, um, cause they were very, you know, they were looking for the, you know, the kids with the highest, very, very particular. My grades weren't that good. Um, and maybe uh, a lot of, a lot of guys were like getting jobs selling agricultural chemicals, which meant that you were going to end up in some little town in the middle of Kansas selling, yeah. <laughs> selling fertilizer <laughs> to farmers. So, so none of that stuff sounded like something I wanted to uh -huh. do, but I'd taken this real estate class and, um, uh, they had a career day. And so, um, this guy who was pretty young, he was probably maybe five years out of college came in in career day and he got up, there were no, there were no whiteboards back then. They were all chalkboards mm -hmm. and, and, uh, diagrammed up on the board, how to develop a, uh, grocery store anchored shopping center. And I was like, really, that's how this stuff works. I mean, I, I had no idea. So I was like, from then on, I was like, okay, 
that's what I'm going to go do. And so um, that's what I did. Okay, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned creativity. Uh-huh. Like, I think when we think of creativity, we see like, like art projects. Like yeah. I'm in wood and metal. I make like 3D sculptures. Yeah. And I don't really know how that connects to like other physical studies. How did you like apply that to your... Well, so my other, you know, when I was in high school, when I said creativity, my other, I had a small scholarship for art to go to one of the schools up in Missouri. So, you know, I, I still paint as of today. So, oh. um, uh, so you're talking about building physical objects or making physical objects. Well, what do you think building a building is? I mean, that's the same thing. You just have to figure out, you know, there's a lot that, you know, especially building a house is one thing that's, you can get pretty creative and, you know, it's kind of whatever your taste or whatever your client's tastes are. But if you're building a commercial building, you have to not only design something that looks good, it has to economically work. It has to, you know, economically be feasible. So you've got a, you got a lot of different types of creativity. You've got the financial engineering that goes into it that, um, you know, you can put together a, a, um, you know, a, a, you know, financial package on it a lot of different ways. So you have to figure out, well, what way is you know, going to work the best, what's going to achieve whatever your goals are. And then, you know, the, um, you also, as a developer, you get to design the building, you work with the architects and you get to design, well, what's this thing look like? Where's the, what's the materials you're going to use? Where's the parking going to be? What kind of tenants are you going to have in the building? Um, you know, there, so there's a, you know, there's a lot of different decisions that have to be made and a lot of them involve, well, maybe we do it this way instead of that way. I mean, it's not as obvious as what you think it is, or maybe you've got a, a just like when you're designing something physical, you know, in art class, well, you want this building to look like this because you had this image of what you thought it went, you wanted it to look like, or you saw something when you were in California or, you know, traveling somewhere. And it's like, yeah, I think I want to, I want to, I want to you know, do my version of that here. So there's a lot of different things that go into it. So uh, that being said, like, what is a like day in your life look like? like a typical day? What do you do? Well, today, um, you know, like I said, we've gotten pretty good size. So a lot of it today is more managing people today than it is for me, you know, the hands-on managing projects. I today, you know, we have 75 people that work in our development group and we have another 150 that work in our, we have a construction company, we have another 150 that work in the construction company. So a lot of times I'm meeting with, you know, the guys who are in, in charge of the projects to go over the, you know, where they are on the projects. Where's, you know, what have you, what have we accomplished? Where, where are we in trying to get this, you know, project from, you know, when we first envisioned it to complete. So, you know, that will be, you know, what's the status of, you know, so maybe I could go through the steps in a project and kind of tell you, you know, you start out, you know, you kind of have an idea of what, what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You got to go find the land to do it on. So that's, you know, that, that might be obvious or it might not be obvious depending on if you're out in the suburbs, it's, 
a raw piece of land. If you're trying to build something, you know, in uptown, you're probably tearing down an older building or, or, you know, starting something there. Then once you have the land under contract, I mean, under control, then you, um, you know, you've got to go hire your architect, um, hire your civil engineer. Uh, they do an initial design. You look at that, you say, well, I wanted to do it this way or that way, or this won't work because of this. So there's usually several iterations of what that looks like. Then at the same time, you're trying to determine if you can actually build this with the city, which might mean that you have to go rezone something. So actually get entitlements to make it work. Then, um, then once you've determined that, you know, then you have to make the decision, are you ready to go forward or not, which means spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars with, on architectural engineering fees. And so that will get your building designed. Then at the same time, you're looking for your um, uh, financing from your bank or, you know, from partners or wherever you're getting your money from. And so you're, you're working, all these different things are going on simultaneously. So you have to, you have to manage all these things because at the end, or when you're, you have to get to this point where hopefully about the time that you have to purchase the land, you've got all these things that you've been orchestrating coming to a point where, um, you're ready to pull a building permit, which means you start building. And then usually building a building is going to take you a minimum of a year and probably, if it's a bigger building, two years to build. And then you finally get to see if what you've envisioned is going to work because that's when the tenants show up and they actually start paying you rent. And, yeah. you know, if the tenants don't show up, <laughs> you made a big mistake, or if they say we can't afford this kind of this much rent then that's also a mistake so there's a lot of creativity but there's also risk i mean it's you have to learn how to manage risk you know so and you're talking about buying the land how important is like the location of that land very important is that yeah. one of the most important things yeah i mean one of the one of the things if you ever take a real estate class the first thing that they'll say in real estate classes location 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 yeah. i mean what's the most important thing in real estate location 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 yeah. and that's mostly true so there's a lot of truth to that so i should say i was gonna also ask like as like the market you know the housing market you know ebbs and flows mm -hmm. like with the different like crises and like during covid it yeah. went down how has that like affected you well, I think that's one of the things as you, you know, the longer you are in the business, you'll see these cycles and you'll, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll try to, uh, try to always have your, your, um, your business, um, strong enough to withstand whatever these cycles are. You have to anticipate that there's going to be bad things happen. I mean, they, you know, they always happen. They always happen unexpectedly in some way and they should be expected because they're always going to happen, mm -hmm. but they'll always happen a little bit different than what they did last time. So you'll miss the warning signal sometimes. And so when you're creating your business, you want to make sure that you, um, be very careful about how much leverage you take on, how much debt you take on and how much debt is, um, personally, 
that you're personally liable on, which means they can come after your house and your car if mm. you know you don't pay them back, mm -hmm. which is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to be you know sitting out in the, yeah. in the street. <laughs> um, so you know, you just have to you have to be aware of a lot of different things, which is you know you've, that's part of stuff you just have to figure out. You have to you have to you know you have to go into it. Um, realizing that you have to be careful all the time you can't be too aggressive you want to if you're you have to be aggressive enough to be successful but you also have to be very careful at the same time so it's a real balancing act have you ever like gone through a de the development phase of a project and like invested all this and then like constructed it and then it ended up being like a bust oh yeah and Oh, yeah. How do you manage, like, how do you deal with You're, that? You're, you know, you, you, you then try to adapt, figure out what you did wrong. You, usually it means that you, um, you were wrong on how much rent you thought you could get. So you have to lower your rent or you have to give people free rent in order to, to occupy it. And sometimes, you know, you just have to, you know, the worst thing that, ends up happening is is that you sell to somebody at a loss just to get out of it or in some cases you know the there was a before you guys were long before you guys were ever born which seems like a long time ago now mm -hmm. back in the late 1980s and early 1990s there was a huge financial crash that happened in texas there was a big um, spate of over lending from savings and loan institutions and you know they there were massive amounts of overbuilding and then the whole market and the, the oil business fell apart and the whole market just crashed and so everybody that was in banking or commercial real estate had massive problems and so unfortunately mm -hmm. I was right in the middle of all that stuff which was good and bad I was young enough I was you know probably 10 years into my career when all this stuff happened mm -hmm. so I was young enough that I was there to learn some lessons, but it was painful lessons going through it. So, you know, just keep those things in mind. I see young guys come, you know, come into the business now and that, that's ancient history. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't really ever, they were never around for it. And so, you know, they'll, they'll say things or make decisions like guys, you don't understand when things really go wrong. They can really go wrong. So, so. It, I saw on your website it said that you were at a some firm for twelve years and then you went off and uh, started your own company. Well, so I, I, um, I yeah, I, I, um, it's not quite like that. So um, I got a job uh, in a training program for what's now CBRE, which is CB Richard Ellis is one of the largest commercial real estate companies in the in the country. They're actually headquartered here now. Oh, okay. um, I was in that training program for 18 months and then they put me with two of their top salespeople who uh, almost immediately after they put me, I was kind of like quasi intern. They called it a, a runner, which, you know, you were kind of working for these guys as an mm -hmm. apprentice for a year. As soon as they put me with these two guys, they, within a few weeks, I said, took me to lunch and said, Hey, we hadn't told anybody, but we were leaving and we rented some office space, you know, up on LBJ Freeway. 
and uh, we're going to leave. And if you want to come with us, we'll we'll make sure you start making money faster than you if you're here. But you can stay here if if you want. And so I was broke and needed to make some money. It's like, okay, guys, I'm with you. So I left and went with them, and I was with them for two years. And then so I was I would, I would have been that would have been three and a half years out of college myself and a guy that worked with me left and started our first company. So I was like 25, maybe 26 when I started our, the first company that I was with. So I've worked for myself since I was about 25, 26. And so he and I were partners for nine years. And then I, he, that this is when all the bad stuff was happening. And so, um, he decided to get out of the business and go move to California, and I got to stay here and deal with all the problem <laughs> problem properties that we had. <laughs> but it was good because I was also here at a time when when the government and the banks were selling a lot of this stuff for pennies on the dollar, so I was able to take advantage of that. So. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So as like having your own company, you talked about this a little bit before, about managing people. Is that like one of the most important parts of running and managing your own company? Yeah, the the um, the one thing that I would, if you're going to own your own company, that you know, when I first started doing it, I would, when I first, you know, started my own company, you started with people you know, so you've got your buddies, maybe you start with, and then then it's guys that you know in the business, and then. Um, you know, the, the more you go on, you know, you realize that, well, some of these guys I knew, they have some bad habits and they, you know, they're really not as, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, somebody you can really build a great company around. So, um, what I've learned over the years is, um, if you surround yourself with really smart, good people, your chances of success are a lot better. And every day you just deal with less problems because they've, they've already handled them. Um, so you got to find people who one have a lot of integrity because if you have somebody in your, in your organization that doesn't have that or doesn't get along with people, then you've just got problems, you know, all the time that you're dealing with that you don't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, you know, smart people who, you know, have the same goals that you do and who are really kind of, um, you know, team players that, that you want to go to work and be with people that you have fun with, but you're trying to, you know, accomplish some, um, you know, some common goal. And if you, if you have smart people that are motivated that way, who are, who have a lot of integrity and, um, you know, work well together, it's going to, it's not going to feel like work as much. It's going to feel yeah. more like fun. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so if you could like su like summarize this to like a teenager or maybe your younger self, yeah, like we're looking at real estate as a potential career. Like we could be a lawyer, a doctor, mm -hmm. or like you know anything. Right. Like you guys have what you guys have a great future ahead of you. I mean, you guys you know have you're smart. You've gone to you're in a great education. You know, you guys can do anything, so. Well, like, what separates real estate as an endeavor that you would choose to do for the rest of your life? Well, um, so here's one of the things that I, how I look at some of these things. You can, 
you can be a lawyer, but if you're going to be a lawyer, um, most lawyers or most real estate lawyers, they're working for guys like me. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, um, they're doing the contracts and, you know, negotiating the, the leases and the, the loan documents and all that stuff. So they're, they're not the guys getting to build the projects. They're not the guys that, um, you know, that are, that are, they're not taking the, they are billing their time by the hour. So you're going to be, you know, a very well-paid hired gun. Um, if you are the entrepreneur, if you're the investor, you get to make the decisions right or wrong. You get to take the risk, you know, so you've got the chance of failure, but if you're right, you've got a lot of upside. I mean, you can, you know, you can do, um, you know, you can make a lot of money or, you know, you can build great projects. Now, real estate is a career compared to other opportunities that you guys might have. Real estate is not the tech business. I mean, the tech business, if you get on some, you know, on the right yeah. tech deal, I mean, you can be a gazillionaire by the time you're 25. Yeah. I mean, that's stuff that wasn't there for me when I was doing it. Real mm -hmm. estate is a great career to build wealth over a longer time. I mean, it takes, you know, to build one project is going to take two years and that's just to get it built. Then you got to get it leased up. So each project you do is probably a four or five year cycle, you know, in order to, yeah, before you start seeing exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it is more of a get rich, slow career, <laughs> you know, but it, it's pretty steady. If you get good at it, you get in it, you get good at it. You, you know, you work it every day. You can see the fruits of your labor. You can have multiple projects going on. You guys are smart enough. You can figure out how to do a lot of them, you know, and, and, um, you know, make, you know, good decisions and really grow something, you know, probably quicker than a lot of people. Um, you know, as far as other careers, you know, a doctor, you're, you know, it depends on what your goals are. If your goal is to help people that are, who are sick and want to do that, that's a great career. But it's probably because of the, uh, the way, you know, insurance companies and the government and everybody pays medicine today, it's not nearly as lucrative financially as it was, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but, you know, if, if I was looking at which... Um, you know, careers, if you get a, in with a tech startup and it hits it big, you know, you, there, there's, there's yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's like, you know, unicorn too. That's why yeah. they call them unicorns. There's just not that many of them. There's a lot of, a lot of them that never reach that stage, but the few that do are massive. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not the real, that's not a real estate career. A real estate career is you do something and you build on it with the next one, you build on it with the next one, you build on it with the next one. And then, you know, you look up 20 years later and you're like, Oh, I really kind of created something here, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of one step at a time or one uh, project at a time. And no one project is ever going to be, you know, as big as Microsoft, you know? Yeah. 
So has it, have you always been like in Dallas or has it, have, you, have you moved around? So we um, mostly are in Dallas, but we have projects that literally we've done projects from coast to coast and, you know, we've done them as far north as Chicago and as far south as Orlando. Um, today, probably 60% of our stuff is in Dallas, Fort Worth, and we've got quite a bit of projects going in Austin, some in Houston. We've done quite a bit in South Louisiana. We've got some things going in Nashville. Um, you know, yeah. we're kind of regionally throughout the Southwest. You know, most of these buildings, um, kind of like office buildings or are they, or is it like a plethora of different things? So we don't do a lot of office buildings. There's reasons why we don't like them as investments as much. We build a lot of, um, apartment buildings. There's, um, apartment buildings and apartment projects there's a massive amount of growth coming into you know texas as you guys are aware of i mean there's it's just people moving here all the time Mm -hmm. you got to house them um we we today the things that we're building are apartments we are building uh, we call them single family rental communities which are kind of like apartments but they look more like a like a single family house instead of an apartment uh, we are building a lot of uh, distribution centers uh, with all this supply chain stuff that you've been reading about and hearing. Yeah. Dallas is a big beneficiary of that. This is a major hub for distributing projects all over the country. There are, if you guys haven't driven around, you should sometime go drive around through you know parts of South Dallas, and there are massive warehouses that are you know, all over, you know, million square feet at a time. A lot of times that's a fairly new phenomenon. And back when I got in the business, I got started leasing warehouses. And if you could lease a 50,000 square foot warehouse, that was a big deal today. Mm-hmm. They're they're you know, the average deals, you know, maybe 500,000 square feet. Yeah, instead. Wow. But there's buildings down in South Dallas that are a million square feet and not just one. There's a lot of them. Wow. So, you know, all the, the supply chain problems and the, you probably read about all the ships that were off of the Long Beach Harbor mm-hmm. waiting to get in. Well, yeah. what they do there is they unload those ships. They, ship, they put them on a train that comes directly to what's called an intermodal facility in South Dallas where they unload them and put them in all these big warehouses mm-hmm. down there. So, um, so we do apartments, distribution centers, um, we've built self-storage projects in the past. We've built uh, a lot of retail centers in the past, some mixed-use projects. We had a relationship with Albertson's Grocery Store for a long time and did you know, probably 20 Albertson's stores and some Walmart and Target stores. So mm-hmm. we've done a little bit of everything. Interesting. We also have some big um, master plan communities where we... Um, build uh lots streets and utilities for home builders and sell sell home builders um the lots for them to build their homes on so a lot of real estate is about like this dynamic process of like you go through every step of the fate like the process and you learn from what you did wrong you like grow from that and you just move on and get better as you go on yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you'll learn a lot. And if you guys are interested in real estate as a career, you'll, you know, you, 
you, um, the things that I would tell you are um, finance classes are extremely important. I mean, that's kind of the basis where, you know, you really need to understand um, finance, you know, that you're going to be dealing with that every day. Real estate, I mean, uh, business law, there's a lot of contracts and a lot of different types of agreements that have to be, um, uh, you have to be good at. Um, uh, you know, some, you know, planning and architectural, but that's, for the most part, um, you need to have sort of a, a um, foundation in that, but, you know, you'd be hiring architects and engineers to do a lot of that work. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you learn from each one and you need to get, especially when you're young and getting into it, you need to get really good at Excel modeling. I mean, that's a real foundation of, of I don't know if you guys have been exposed to that yet or not, but that's a, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that's what all of our young analysts, when we, you know, first hire them, is like, okay, show me what you can do in Excel. Oh, okay. So that's basically Excel model. If you guys haven't figured that out, you have to model out you know, from start to finish financially, how this thing, how this project's going to work. So it starts with, you know, before you even, um, well, from immediately when you, when you envision something, all the costs that go into it all along the way, when it goes into it, how the financing affects those costs. So how are you going to pay for it? And then, when do you expect to start getting income and what's that look like? Yeah. So if you haven't, St. Mark's doesn't really teach Excel modeling that I <laughs> no, know not really. of, but, but you'll learn it in college pretty quick. So. All right. So if there was one final piece of advice you would mm -hmm. boil down to a high school student about mm -hmm. real estate, what would it be? Um, it's not boring. I know my son thinks that what I do is, you know, boring. You know, when you come in every day and you get to go create something and, and um, it can be pretty exciting to, you know, get these things. If, you, if you're, you know, kind of wired that way. Some guys, you know, maybe they, you know, are wired better to be research scientists or, or politicians. But if you're really kind of interested, it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't look at it as a job really. I kind of look at it as, you know, this is uh this is something interesting every day. No days, you know, it's not a, no two days are going to be the same, you know, especially if you're, you know, you're the entrepreneur, if you're the guy running, you know, and I expect you guys, you know, are smart enough and will be well educated enough that if you want to, you know, do projects on your own, then, um, um, you'll be able to, you'll be able to figure it out. And so then, you know, there's always something new to deal with. There's always a new project. There's always a new opportunity. There's always, sometimes there's always new problems that you have to figure out. But even that, I mean, that's, you know, if you, if you're able to figure out those things, then, um, you know, you can be successful. All right. Well, that's all we got. Thank all you, right, Mr. guys. Thank well, you so much. I'm, Glad that you guys are interested in real estate as a career. If there's anything I can ever uh, help uh, help you guys figure out or, and determine if you really want to do it, just let me know. Thank you okay. so much yeah. for talking to us.